Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hey mama, and welcome back to another episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you here. And today, as always, we have a wonderful guest and I cannot wait to introduce her. Her name is Taylor Mobley. She is a business strategist and productivity and efficiency coach for small and large companies, as well as a global content creator, speaker, and podcast host. Wow. She is the CEO of Taylor Mobley Coaching, where she helps business owners develop their vision, create sustainable systems, build out workflows and automations, and create ease and confidence in their project management and organizational skills. I don't know about you, but all of this stuff excites me. So can I cannot wait to get started. Let's give her a big warm welcome. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Like, seriously, you, you hit like all of those words <laughs> that I'm like, yes. Yes. So I can't wait to dive in. But we do have a tradition here on the Stay Mobile Podcast. We always start with this one crazy question, and that is, how do you do it? How do you keep stability in your life as you build your business? Yeah, it's such a good question. And I think for me, I really thrive on routines and systems and organization to keep my stability, right? So if I was just winging it or running my business willy-nilly, I think I would have hives and explode and it would not be good. So for me, being stable means, you know, having a predictable routine, structures and systems in place to really support that stability so that I can do the things that I need to do. And I know everything else is going to run smoothly around me. My goodness. I love that. I mean, talking to another systems person, one system to another, right? It's just like, yes, makes your heart melt when we talk about systems. <laughs> Absolutely. However, I know there are many, many women out there that are like, I do not feel that way about systems. Right. So I'm just curious, where did you kind of start? Like, how did you start building up your systems in your business? Like where, where's the best place to start really? I mean, I think for me, the best place to start was to start taking inventory of all the things that I'm doing. Right. So I actually knew what to systemize, what to automate, what to digitize. It's really hard if you don't know exactly what you're doing, because a lot of times we run on autopilot. Right. So when you actually sit down and think, okay, what are the things that I'm doing in my life, you know, in my business, in my life, then you can actually see, okay, this could be streamlined. This, um, you know, I could make a template for this. I could automate this. I could outsource. You have to just get it out of your brain because I guarantee a lot of the women, you know, listening right now, we, we do a lot of stuff on autopilot and we don't actually know what the steps are, the exact steps or the exact things that we're doing because we just do it, you know, it's second nature. But for a lot of us, like running on autopilot doesn't, work super well. And so that's, that's definitely me. And I needed to actually get things down, 
in, in uh, project management systems that I could automate, outsource, and organize them. And once I was able to do that, then everything really fell into place. No, I love that you started there. I know it sounds so simple, like just write everything you do down, right? <laughs> and I'm like, why did I think of that? But sometimes we just need to be told, right? Be like, oh, well, that's a brilliant first yeah. step. <laughs> well, I mean, it's for me, it feels like the most logical step, right? It, if we want to get organized, we know we need to know what we're doing. We need to start there. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so I love that. So did you start this in your home first or in your business? Or was it kind of like this combination? I think my home first, right? Because before I started a business, I had a home that I was running, you know? So definitely my home. I'm very, um, very type A in the sense like I like and thrive on routine. And so that was something that I had in my home first, right? Whether that was meal planning or cleaning and laundry days or paying bills or, you know, just making sure the errands were run and the house was, was kept organized and up to speed and making sure communication was happening with my husband, all that good stuff. I feel like were all things I brought into my business in terms of how do we keep things simple and streamlined so that we are not wasting our time or spending precious time, you know, on things that could have alternate ways to do them. Oh my goodness. I love that you said that because sometimes I feel like as mom, we, we just don't have skills, right? When we start up a business, we're like, ah, what skills do we bring to the table? Exactly. And the fact that we are already running households like bosses. That's, oh my God. That's a skill. Right? <laughs> that's a huge skill. That's a huge skill yes. set to bring into a business. So sometimes yes. I feel like it's just putting those two together and be like, oh, I already do this really well. If I do really well over here, why not just do the same thing over here? Exactly. And it's all applicable in my opinion. Like running a household is not that much different than running a business. When you look at all of the skills that are required for each of them, right? Definitely. Definitely. No, I love it. No, I am curious though. So you kind of said you started your home, you brought those, that skill set into your business. Did yeah. you notice as you started up your business that you needed to tweak those home ones or did you yes. kind of, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you finish. Yes. Yes. Because you have to figure out what is your new priorities, right? So if you're, if the thing that you're doing primarily is running your household and you don't have a lot of extra things coming in, you can spend more time doing certain tasks, right? So if you're not running a business and you're at home, you could really spend your time doing your laundry, cleaning your home, you know, making elaborate meals, all those kinds of things that you would have time for, Right. Um, or running your kids around or watching your children, all the things that you can do if that's your sole, um, I was going to say job. It is kind of a job, right? If that's your sole job. So when you add a business on top of that, I had to realize, you know, some balls are glass and some are rubber. So I needed to realign which balls I was juggling. So I knew which ones could drop and which ones had to be staying in the air. Right. So in my opinion, you know, I, dropped some of the household, typical household tasks, right? So we hired a house cleaner so that that's one less thing that I had to do as I was running my business and raising my child and trying to keep on top of things that actually needed my attention, you know, like making sure we had food on the table and things of that nature, right? And then we also did things like we automated all of our bills. So I don't get physical bills in the mail. I don't have to sit down and pay those things. Like those are automated. I don't even have to look at them. I'll get the receipt when it's done, right? So things like house cleaner that we do grocery delivery now. So I don't have to go out and do, you know, spend two hours at Costco or Walmart and 
<laughs> go through the aisles and figure out what I need. So I'll spend one night a week with my husband. We fill our delivery cart and we have it delivered sometime during the week. Those are all things that were no. I don't have anybody doing my laundry. That's probably next, right? So, you know, those are all things that I was able to remove off my plate because it didn't fully require me. There are, a, there are ways to outsource that or automate it. And then, then I could spend that like five plus extra hours a week, right? On my business. So absolutely some of those things changed. I went from doing all of the household things to really figuring out where I could outsource or automate some of those, but I didn't have to do them all. Yes. Okay. So I love where this conversation is going because I feel like this is where women get stuck. Moms, this is where moms get stuck because we have this like pressure that we almost put on ourselves, right? These expectations that like, I have to do all these things. I'm the mom. So how did you kind of work through that? Like, okay, my role is changing. And it's okay to let go of some of these. And that, that doesn't affect how I view myself as a mom. Like I'm still awesome. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I don't know if there's a super easy answer to that. I think there's always going to be mom guilt in my opinion. Like that's a really big one for me. I work during the week. So my son is with a sitter. Luckily it's my mom. So I feel good about that, but he's still not with me. Right. And I always feel guilty of like, okay, I'm spending my days away from him and he's two. So this is such a precious time and I'm missing that sometimes. And that does hurt my heart a little bit, but I also know I'm a better mom when I work. So it's making use of the time that I am with him and kind of reminding the mom guilt that it's really quality over quantity, right? And he's still in the house. Like he's with somebody who loves him very much. Like he's being very well taken care of. And I feel like that is able to put that at ease a little bit and know that like, if I didn't work the way that I work, I would not be a good mom or person or wife or friend. <laughs> like I really need this outlet to be who I am. And I'm allowed to have that as a human being because I don't lose all of my identity once I become a mother, right? I still get to keep parts of me that make me who I am and make me happy and allow me to flourish in other areas. Like when that cup is full, it can spill out over into all of my other cups. Definitely. Oh, seriously. You're like speaking to my heart right now because I know this message, but sometimes it's just really good to hear again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, really, it, I think it's something you have to do over and over again. Right. Like you That's have to feel that and say that to yourself a lot of times, right? Right. Like, you know, it's the truth, but there's just sometimes so many outside pressures that are just like, ah, right. You gotta listen to the oh. truth. So I absolutely love that. I do want to go back a little bit though. Like, how did you work through the process? So I'm in the process. I was like, we're at the point where like, if I want to keep going the way I am, I need to outsource the housekeeping. And like, I get really, really far and then I'm like, oh no, but I'm the mom. I have to still do that. Yeah. So like, how did you work through that? Well, I don't like to clean. So that was a pretty easy way. <laughs> But I get what you're saying. And I feel that too, right? Because I also like to be in control and it's like part of who I am. So actually letting go of that control is really hard. Um, but I found a company that really cares about their clients. They are awesome. They do not judge my house when they come in every other week because it does look like a tornado flies through it. But they are, it's two moms that run the house cleaning company that um, comes and cleans our home. They get it. They're so awesome. And I also know that 
I am supporting another woman owned business and they're out there doing what they want to do and like taking care of their families. So not only do I not have to clean, which is great, but I'm also supporting other women entrepreneurs in the process. And for me, it was like no brainer. I love that. I love how you, you worked through that. Cause I said, I, I think that's really where so many of us stop. We're like, <laughs> yeah. right. Those expectations we have for ourselves. Absolutely. But it's one of those things, like you have to let some of that go. Like you need to take a deep breath and like, where is your time best served? Is it cleaning the toilets or is it taking your kids, you know, to the park for 45 minutes? You know what I mean? Like, where is your time best served? And I think if you really think about it, it's not scrubbing down the counters or steaming the floors or, you know, making sure your shower curtain lining is clean. Like all of those things that they take so, they like take so much time out of our week. When, if you're trying to pull double duty with working and being a mom and you can swing having somebody come clean your home, it's just one of those things that, again, we're going back to that quality over quantity and you want to spend that time with your family. Definitely. Okay. I love, I love that we're talking about the home. Uh, the last piece I want to touch on this before we switch to that, those business systems and how that translates is that financial piece, right? How do you see the value return in that, right? So can you walk through the process of how, like how you freeing up that time, allowing you to be a better mother, like is worth like that extra money going out the door. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. So we didn't get a housekeeper for a long time because it's not super cheap, right? That's an expense every month. And we justified it. My husband and I, we sat down and talked about it is my mental health was more important than the $250 that goes out the door every month. Right. It's not really that expensive. It's like 180 or something like that. Our girls, but it doesn't matter. What matters is my mental health was more important than that money. And when I had to spend my evenings cleaning our house, because I couldn't do it when I had my son and I couldn't do it when I was working and I didn't actually get to unwind and enjoy my evening with my husband or go out for dinner with my girlfriends or just do nothing, have a bubble bath, read a book, something that like recharged me. It was not healthy. Right. So that was more important. So we figured it out you know, and we made it work and we made it, we made it happen for me so that that could happen for me. <laughs> we made it happen so that that could happen. I love it. Did you feel that return right away? Like the, the yeah. first time when you got home and your house was clean, was it like, <gasps> ah. <laughs> yeah, I, they, you know, I work out of my homes, so like they're like running around and when they left and I was like, I got to get so much done while this was happening. <laughs> And now my house is clean and I'm done with work for the day and I can pick my son up and we can like go have a whole evening. And I don't have to sit on the couch later and be like, I'm failing because I'm too tired to do these tasks. And now my family has to live in chaos. <laughs> you know, I don't have to have those feelings anymore. No, I, okay. So I absolutely love, I know how we kind of took some detours, but I love the, yeah. the general message of this is like, you know, you have so much worth, right. And it's just about like, defining what that is and defining your expectations of yourself and how that just it flows in every part of your life. Absolutely. I love that. All right. Yeah. So we talked about like having those systems in your home so that you can really bring it in your business. So like, where would you start in your business? What you said, like kind of brain dump, what are you doing? But what are, what are those basic systems that you think every business needs? 
That's tricky because it depends on your business. If you're like product or service space, but in general, I would think like your daily to-do list and task list can be super streamlined if you want it to be right. So no matter what business you're in, understanding that you don't have to have 40 sticky notes with your daily to-dos on them. Like we can have a system in place to really make that easy for you to break your week down that's probably where I would start with everybody, right? Whether you're taking client appointments or you have products to make, you know, wholesale items to ship, whatever your business is, making sure that you're doing the tasks that you need to be doing on the day that they need to be done and that things don't get lost or forgotten or slip through the cracks is step one. I love that. So I love the premise. Tell me more, where, where, where would you start kind of creating this system instead of the yeah. sticky notes, the traditional, like, do you go all digital or what are you, yeah. what are you going here? Um, I have a hybrid model. So I use Trello for almost everything. Trello is my favorite. Um, I teach business owners how to use it. I have e-courses on it. Like Trello's bomb. It's so good. It's very intuitive. Like it's very robust. There's a lot of ways you can utilize it. Trello is great. And it's just basically an online project management system. And I utilize it to, you know, house my appointments list with podcast guests and clients and coaching um, students, things of that nature. And I also use it for my daily to-do list, my monthly and yearly goals, all of those things, housing it in one spot. And then every week I also put on a paper planner that's on my desk, all of my upcoming appointments that actually have people attached to them that can't be moved or shifted. Because I've discovered over the last, you know, six years of running a business that almost everything can be moved or shifted if I really need it to. Unless of course, you know, I'm meeting with somebody in person and that those are really important calls to me to try to keep if possible and not reschedule everything all the time, right? So those get put on a paper planner on my desk because I can visually see my day lineup so I can fit all of my other to-dos around these actual physical calls or meetings with people. So most of my stuff is digital. That is paper because I like to look at it during my day. And then, you know, outside of that, I don't have too much because my mantra, I guess, is you need to have things as few places as possible. Because if you have to check 45 calendars, you're going to miss stuff. If you know, you're going to, things are going to get double booked. You're going to forget things. You're going to miss stuff. If you have to check a bunch of places, if your to-do list is sometimes on your notes in your phone, sometimes on the reminders and sometimes on a sticky note, sometimes in your email, you're going to miss some of these really important things. You're not going to be able to streamline how they get done and make sure that they get done efficiently. I love it. And actually that's something that I needed to hear because right now I have four email addresses and twice this week I lost emails and I was like, ah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. That's great. Consolidation. I love it. So we've talked about the house. We've talked about the business and unfortunately Mm -hmm. we're running out of time. So I guess the last few things I want to ask is we talked about so many wonderful things, but do you have like that one tip? Like this is like your go-to tip that every business mama needs to know. Yeah. I think my go-to tip is figure out what can be outsourced so that you can focus on your income generating tasks and everything else will fall into place then, right? Because if you're doing what's in your zone of genius and what lights you up and your income generating tasks as your number one priority for your business, and you can automate and outsource everything else, you will make that money back that you're spending outsourcing and automating by 10 because 
you're actually focusing on the task that's bringing your income in. Because if we think about it as business owners, we wear like 40 hats, right? But if we're spending 90% of our time on the back end tasks that don't move our business forward, they're necessary for them to run, but they don't move them forward. And we only get to spend 10% on talking to customers and clients, getting new people in the door, working on those, you know, creating new products, generating that income. If we only get 10% of that time and 90% is on everything else, how can we move our income and our business forward, right? So what I recommend highly is doing 90% of your income of your time being income generating tasks and 10% being that back end stuff to keep your business running. So you outsource or automate everything else. I love that. That's such great advice. But I think even I struggle sometimes with like, is this truly money generating, right? Sometimes we get caught up in being like, well, if it's really pretty, more people will see it. And then, you know, it's going to generate more money. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it, I think that's another thing to sit down with yourself. Like what are my income generating tasks? What are things that actually bring income into my business and how can I do more of it? If you had to say, okay, three things that are like your money generating mm-hmm. tasks, what would they be? talking to potential clients, actually talking to them, right? Um, Building my email list and I need a third one. Let's see, those are the two big ones. I think working with a business coach. All right, there you have it. I love it. Seriously, you've shared so many wonderful tips, tricks, insights with us today. I greatly appreciate it. Where can we find out more about you? Yeah, I am all over the interwebs, but you can come hang out with me uh, on Instagram primarily, and that's at Taylor Mobley Coaching. Amazing. Well, thank you so very much. I, like I said, I love talking to fellow system nerds. So this has been so much fun and uh, I just really appreciate having you here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you are struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.